Oh man, I got her, got her initially, got her today. <laughs> yeah, Yong Gang. Coffee. You need more coffee? Yeah. You've been up since nine. So. <laughs> I think it's just this area that we're in. You think so? And yeah, and the topic. Yeah, the, the sunroom <laughs> makes me yawn. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, which the sunroom is really just a nook in our apartment. It's not really a room. It's called a sunroom on the floor plan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just because it has more windows mm -hmm. than the rest of the apartment. Two full walls are windows. They're not the full wall. They're very close to the full wall. Okay. Just like shoes being in the middle of the floor. Your shoes, you do put your shoes in the middle of the floor. You know what? Let's go on to what we're going to be learning about today. Okay. So we're going to be looking at the book of Jeremiah. Uh, in fact, it's the first couple chapters with a little bit of the third chapter. And uh, so just in case you guys need a recap from last week. <laughs> <laughs> Josiah grew up. Uh, to be the best God cocksucker around. Oh, boy. Right uh, off the bat, right? Yep. Okay. Jeremiah was called to be God's prophet at a young age because God has a thing for the youngins. And apparently this all happened in 626 BCE. If you're looking to place this on a timeline somewhere, we don't know why. It just that's when it says that it happened. Um, he's apparently a child prophet that is a prophet for 50 years. He was specially chosen for that long. I wonder how you get unchosen. Like, do you piss God off? Do you flick his balls a little too hard? <laughs> Shit, Jeremiah, you're no longer a prophet. Get out of here. God said that he knew of or chose him before he was a, a collection of human-ish human cells in his mother's womb. Uh, of course, God knows all, so obviously God knew when his collection of selves was going to form. Jeremiah had Forrest Whitaker eye at God at the aspect of being a prophet for God. Jeremiah then had a dream about some almonds, which of course, as we all know, means that God is watching him creepily from the shadows. <laughs> from the clouds. Then... Mm. God, uh, uh, or, well, not God, sorry, Jer Jeremiah, Jerry, had a dream about some boiling spaghetti. And so, obviously, that means that the Babylonians are going to come and fuck them up. Spaghetti sounds kind of good. Yeah? Mm. Your, your spaghetti and meatballs is especially good. I know, right? I wonder who we're going to be going to war with now over your spaghetti and meatballs. I don't know. If you add meatballs on there, does that mean they use trebuchets? <laughs> what? <laughs> do you, do, uh, well, trebuchet was a wartime um, siege weapon where it, it it's the thing that you see that, that stands straight up and then they got sort of like a slingshotty kind of deal, but it's like uh, okay. really huge yeah. and it throws boulders yeah. like at, at a castle or something. Yeah, those are the meatballs? Yes, I think that means... It, well, it's, it's the, that's the utensil that slings the meatballs. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I just use wooden spoons. Oh, do you? Bamboo, actually, to oh, be yeah. specific. Bamboo well, spoons. So let me let me get this straight. 
if you were to have a dream of boiling spaghetti with meatballs and you were stirring it with a wooden spoon, that means that trebuchets are going to attack a castle uh, that is uh, throwing rocks sent by Babylon. To be more specific about his dreams. I mean, I'm just getting this from the Miss Cleo handbook here. Um, Jeremiah then rebukes, uh, rebukes Israel and calls it a bitch that cheats. Uh, Israel worshipped other godcocks, which was obviously a problem. Looking at the other nations, Israel is like Detroit. <laughs> By that I mean that they were corrupt and fucked for money. Just as a reminder, idols are powerless, so stop trying to use them to ward God off. God is like an elephant. He never forgets. Israelites deny their sins, and their friends are going to abandon them. So says Jeremiah, speaking for God. And then Israel becomes a bitch once again. The end of this Bible study. I mean, not the end of this study, the end of your little summary deal. Oh, okay. We actually what have it? to do the Bible study. What? Yeah, because that wasn't it. I mean, I felt like I was pretty consistent and stuff. There's nothing in here about spaghetti. What? No, there's totally something in here about spaghetti. No. What? Mm -mm. <laughs> I have forced Whitaker eye. <laughs> What's up, heathens? How, How y'all doing? doing? So, um, yeah, apparently got some shit wrong at, in the beginning. <laughs> um, and uh, we got to correct it. Uh, but one thing that I will say I'm not wrong about is that Israel is Detroit. Okay. And they fuck for money. It doesn't really, <laughs> it doesn't really mention Detroit in here. It does mention fucking for money <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> told you okay so um last time we had josiah as our king right, right. and he became a child king and uh then he based on prophecies and things like that he out of still a pretty young age he was a teenager started to reform judah right mm -hmm. so along comes jeremiah and he is called by God when he is a child. Um, and it, the timeline, like I said, it, it doesn't say this in the actual Bible passages, but um, the daily Bible that we use has little, has little summary sections and it it places this in time around 626 BC. Can you imagine how cocky a little Jeremiah would have been? Well, he didn't want to be a prophet. Oh, I know. But once he accepted it, he would just be like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? What, what am I doing wrong? What, what do I need to do? <laughs> I mean, he doesn't control God. No, no, no. He doesn't. I wasn't trying to say that he controls God, but he's a prophet. So like he prophes prophesizes and it's like, I'm prophesizing. You're about to fuck up. Wait, what a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. You ready to start off? Totally. With Jeremiah. Okay. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. 
the word of the Lord came to him in the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, and through, so this is, that's where it started, through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, down to the fifth month of the 11th year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. So in May of the 526 BCE, that's when Jeremiah became Six. prophet. 626. What did I say? 526. Oh, I meant, okay, 626, whatever. So May of that year. Okay, No, that it. was the end, down to the fifth month of the 11th year of Zedekiah. Oh, okay. Son of Josiah, king of Judah. So that's the end. Oh, okay. Oh, so he... He pretty much lost his prophet status in May of that year. No, he probably died. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess he would have lost his prophet status, but he probably died then. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, obviously he flicked God's ball too hard. So he like stomped on him. We, we don't know that that hey, happened. No, we don't. It doesn't say that it happened. I'm just saying we don't know if it did or did not happen that way. It could have. Probably not. I don't know. I think you're underestimating God here. Am I? Mm-hmm. Okay. The word of the Lord came to me saying, this is Jeremiah talking, before, and now this is God talking, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, there's another translation for new, as in before you... Uh, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And uh, knew could be uh, also translated as chose. Right. Well, uh, uh, and this is kind of really um, important right now because you got a lot of like anti-choice uh, people out there that use this particular passage as verification that, you know, life starts at conception, uh, because apparently God formed Jeremiah in the womb and he knew or chose Jeremiah before he started to form in his mother's womb. Uh, but uh, this really doesn't the, – the main the main point here for this part is that it doesn't really specify when Jeremiah's life started. It just talks about God knowing about Jeremiah before the womb, which is something that is prevalent all through Jud Judaism as well as Christianity, that God knew you – before you were alive, right? Well, I mean, God knows everything. God right. makes everything happen. So, like, this wouldn't be. This isn't anything new. Well, right. Yeah. Uh, but, but more importantly, it doesn't actually tell us when Jeremiah became alive, or what we no. would consider to be alive. Right. Uh, you can actually look to like Job thirty three four uh, to uh, it. It talks about how uh, the the breath of life. Um, is is when you are considered to be alive in the Bible. Uh, now, I know me personally, I think that you could consider somebody to be alive uh, when they're at the point in, in gestation where they could potentially survive outside the womb with or without medical help. So I think at that point, you could be considered a baby and no, really no longer a fetus because uh, mm -hmm. you're not dependent upon the mother, you know, for to, to be alive. I mean, you you are, but you also aren't. You you could not be. You're not solely dependent. Right, right, right. 
you're right. developed enough to where you could survive right. as a, as a own as an individual person. And I think for practical purposes as far as forming your opinion on like abortion and things of that nature, I think that that's a pretty good like line to draw on the sand. Like I mean it's an arbitrary line. It is. It's arbitrary. It but is. I want to reinforce this that I don't think that abortion should be cut off after that point just uh, which is in stark contrast to what the anti-choice people want. Uh, they don't want abortion whatsoever. But it's okay if God does it because God does more than half of all abortions um that ever that ever happen cuz most of uh, you know if if you end up having a miscarriage that's god aborting the co- child just just saying like uh, anyways uh i mean po- it's not it's literally not that no 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 it's not literally that i'm i'm talking about from a very um religious kind of standpoint if you're looking at like abortion and stuff god's the biggest abortionist i mean they don't view it that way <laughs> <laughs> they may might not, but they it's don't. it's kind of it's kind of hard to argue against it. Um, but anyways, uh, I definitely think that abortion should be available uh, at any point or any stage of pregnancy. I think that's a very important uh, procedure, um, uh, health or piece of healthcare that definitely needs to be out there. So just to cover my ass on that part. Okay, can we get back to the Bible? Yeah. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> uh. So Jeremiah was called, right, to be a prophet, and he was reluctant to do so. And we're going to hear why. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? Hold on. Just imagine this. Close your eyes. God is talking to a child and he goes, (sighs) (laughs) I've put my words into your mouth. Yes, little Jeremiah. Quit doing that to my finger, Jeremiah. <laughs> well, get your finger out of my face, God. <laughs> I see. It just seems like a weird situation. God puts <laughs> puts his hands on the kid's lips and it's like, shh, shh, shh. I've given you my words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, God. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> Stranger danger. Stranger fucking danger, y'all. <laughs> Pretty soon I'll be Rudy Giuliani. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yeah. To find out what Jeremiah sees? Oh, yes. This is the Miss Cleo portion of the podcast. Okay, so Jeremiah. I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. Now, the reason that an almond tree is apparently the correct thing to see is because the Hebrew for almond tree sounds like the Hebrew for watching. Okay. (laughs) So uh, uh, this seems like uh, it's not so arbitrary, I guess, 
but at the same time, it just seems really unconnected. Like when, whenever, whenever you read it, uh, because it's like, all right, I see an almond tree. Yes, my son. That means I'm watching you. Why? Why are you are you on the almond tree branch watching me? Is that are you in the bushes below the almond tree limb? Stop sticking your fingers in my mouth and watching me from trees. This is creepy now, God. This is creepy. Okay. The word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a pot that is boiling. I answered. It is tilting toward us from the north. The Lord said to me, from the north, disaster will be poured out on all who live in the land. I am about to summon all the peoples of the northern kingdoms, declares the Lord. Their kings will come and set up their thrones at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem. They will come against all her surrounding walls and against the towns of Judah. I will pronounce my judgments on my people because of their wickedness in forsaking me, in burning incense to other gods and in worshiping what their hands have made. <laughs> so this is the spaghetti part and I'm just wondering like boiling like if it had some kind of boiling water in there like let's just say it had spaghetti in there I wonder what that would mean it's like they will attack with vicious snakes from the waters the boiling pot is symbolic of war oh so this is the prophecy the foretelling of the Babylonians coming and sieging war on Israel, the Israelites. Oh, ob- obviously, boiling water means war. I don't know why. Um, I, I think it's a. I think it's an ancient, like East, um, symbol symbol of war. Can, it, so hold on. <laughs> at the beginning of this, it calls it, and I think it's pretty. Off- I I feel like I felt like it was offensive. Hold on, just a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we didn't go over it. It was pretty offensive. Yes, it says it's an Oriental symbol of raging war. Really? Yeah, and I don't think people use the word oriental to describe, like, ancient Near East kind of stuff. I don't think they use oriental to describe anything anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so either. But also, I have to say that it's a little – I don't know. I feel like that as a symbol for war is a little odd. I mean, I guess I I don't know ancient Near East symbols for war, but it just seems like a boiling pot. pot. a pot of water boil, it's pretty, like – I don't know. It's – yeah, but I feel like a bit more explicit like vision here would have been like a boiling pot of blood or something like that. And God it, damn. <laughs> or or how about an actual vision of the war taking place or the attack taking place? Like that, that would, would have make, been more explicit. That would make more sense. But this is God in visions and prophecy and it doesn't fucking make sense. <laughs> okay. Quit judging God, godless engineer. Are you ready to continue? Yes. Okay. Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them, whatever I command you, do not be terrified by them or I will terrify you before them. Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests and the people of all the land. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. So that's okay. that's Jeremiah's calling and the the thing that happened to as he became a prophet for God. All right. So Israel is going to get fucked up by uh, Babylon. That's the conclusion of, of yeah, that. He saw the right thing. Right. So obviously it doesn't take Jeremiah very long to start doing God's dirty work. 
and telling people <laughs> what the fuck's going to happen, right? Well, yeah. I mean, God was already putting his finger in Jeremiah's mouth. Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? <laughs> so the first thing that, that Jeremiah does is rebuke Israel. Obviously, that's what all – if you're a prophet of God, that's the first thing you got to do. Rebuke Israel because fuck Israel. <laughs> so you're, are you ready to hear the rebuke? Mm-hmm. The word of the Lord came to me. Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth, how as a bride you loved me and followed me through the wilderness, through a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord. The first fruits of his harvest – all who devoured her were held guilty and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, you descendants of Jacob, all you clans of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What fault did your ancestors find in me that they strayed so far from me? They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. They did not ask, where is the Lord who brought us up out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, through a land of deserts and ravines, a land of drought and utter darkness, a land where no one travels and no one lives. I brought you into a fertile land to eat its fruit and rich produce, but you came and defiled my land and made my inheritance detestable. The priests did not ask, where is the Lord? Those who deal with the law did not know me and the leaders rebelled against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal, following worthless idols. Therefore, I bring charges against you again, declares the Lord, and I will bring charges against your children's children. So, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, before, with Nahum, was Nahum rebuking Israel or Judah? I think he was Judah, Judah. right? Mm-hmm. So Jeremiah is, has come to forewarn how fucked Israel is. Right now, that's what he's doing. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. But he compares Israel to a bride, like to, to God's bride. Like he, he makes Israel in this in this vision, in this prophecy, God's bride and how at first they were blushing and totally in love with God and followed him anywhere and did whatever he said. But then they became unfaithful to him. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know. What, what is it with comparing Israel or these nations of God to being brides. Does that mean that God has two brides, Israel and Judah? Is he a multi-bride bastard? Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got multiple bitches <laughs> and they would be in different area codes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then Jeremiah tells, tells these people Cross over to the coast of Cyprus and look. Send to Kadar and observe closely. See if there has ever been anything like this. Has a nation ever changed its gods? Yet they are not gods at all. But my people have exchanged their glorious god for worthless idols. Be appalled at this, you heavens, and shudder with great horror, declares the Lord. So he's saying that the other nations are faithful to their gods. And you guys aren't faithful to yours. Like, they're more faithful people than you are. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're, he's trying to show them how bad they are. They're worse than the other people. Feeling a lot of little dick energy coming from God. Yeah. Well, this is this is what most of the Old Testament stuff has been about. God's the little fact, dick? Well, yeah. And I mean, the fact that he's mad because his people that he's decided are his people are praying to other gods. Mm -hmm. Even if they're praying to him, 
Even if they're still praying to him, they're also praying to other gods. And he doesn't like it. He's jealous. And that's what he's pissed off about. Mm-hmm. That's what he's mad about this whole time. Because God can see everything and knows everything and knows when you're sucking on other God cock. It's ridiculous. Okay. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me in the spring of living water and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Is Israel a servant, a slave by birth? Why then has he become plunder? Lions have roared. They have growled at him. They have laid waste his land. His towns are burned and deserted. Also, men of Mem- the men of Memphis and Tapani, Tap- Tapanis, I don't know, have cracked your skull. Two guys have done fucked you up. That's what it's saying. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you not brought this on yourselves by forsaking the Lord your God when he led you in the way? Now why go to Egypt to drink water from the Nile? And why go to Assyria to drink water from the Euphrates? Your wickedness will punish you. Your backsliding will rebuke you. Consider then and realize how evil and bitter it is for you when you forsake the Lord your God and have no awe of me, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. More of that little dick energy, I can tell. (laughs) He's mad. So they've basically... The idolaters are more faithful and they have forced the Israelites, the Israel, uh, the Israelite people have forsaken God. Okay. So he's telling them. This Isra- is- Israel deserves to get fucked up. That's what he's, he's making his uh, uh, case for why Israel deserves to get fucked up. Yeah, and they keep doing this over and over and over again through all of the major and minor prophets. Yeah. I mean, you kind of, you kind of figure that, you know, if it happens once, shame on me. If it happens twice, shame on them. You did it wrong no. again. Shit. <laughs> if it happens once, shame on me. You. You. Yes. If it happens once, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Happens twice, shame on me. Yes. Happens a third time, fucking destroy them all. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much is what ha- is going to happen here. Got it. Okay, so. Long ago, and he's going to remind them, right, of how of of how shitty they are. Long ago, you broke off your yoke and tore off your bonds. You said, I will not serve you. Indeed, on every high hill, under every spreading tree, you lay down as a prostitute. I had planted you like a choice vine of sound and reliable stock. How then did you turn against me into a corrupt wild vine? Although you wash yourself with soap and use an abundance of cleansing powder, the stain of your guilt is still still before me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if you wash with soap or not. I can still smell that stank on you. Tell me this isn't Detroit. (laughs) That's pretty much what he's saying. He's he's like, you've prostituted your, your, you know yourself out to people other people all kinds of people everywhere under every tree you've done fucked everybody else and doesn't really matter how much you clean yourself i can i still know they were there i mean it's just like detroit you can never wash that smell out yeah i've never been to detroit that's what i was just gonna ask have you been to detroit i mean you can't smell it on me so obviously i've never been can you smell detroit on me no, you got some pretty good soap, though. <laughs> I've been to Detroit. Oh, okay. It was a long time ago. Oh, all right. See? It wasn't great. It wears off. It was not great. <laughs> no offense to anybody living in Detroit out there. Yeah. 
I'm an Ohioan. I have no nice words for any Michiganders. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. So, like, Detroit, Michigan's like Israel, and you're like Judah. No, because Israel and Judah are still one people. Yeah, we're all Americans. <laughs> Don't be obtuse. This is Michigan we're talking about. <laughs> How can you say I am not defiled? I have not run after the bales. See how you behaved in the valley. Consider what you have done. You are a swift she camel running here and there. A wild. I forgot to tell you about the she camel part. (laughs) That's just a weird way to refer to a female camel, a she camel. You are a swift she camel. And they they did say she bears earlier. So I guess that's just the way you refer to the female version of a camel. She camel. Running here and there, a wild donkey accustomed to the desert, sniffing the wind in her craving, in her heat, who can restrain her? I so thought that it was going to say her crotch. I mean, they're talking about her being in heat. I know. Yeah, that is what he said. Without saying, I thought he was going to literally say crotch, though. I don't think they say crotch in the Bible. They might. You don't know. I mean, I don't believe they do. They talk about cutting off the tips of penises. I mean, they do. I don't think crotch is out of their wheelhouse. Okay. Any males that pursue her need not tire of themselves. At mating time, they will find her. Do not run until your feet are bare and your throat is dry. But you said, it's no use. I love foreign gods and I must go after them. (laughs) I love those Detroit bitches and I'm going to go after them. Ah! I don't care if I can't wash it off or not. Ah! (laughs) You are so weird. (laughs) As a thief is disgraced when he is caught, so the people of Israel are disgraced. They, their kings and their officials, their priests and their prophets, they say to wood, you are my father, and to stone, you gave me birth. They have turned their backs on me and not their faces. Yet, when they are in trouble, they say, come and save us. Where then are these gods you made for yourselves? Let them come if they can save you when you are in trouble. For you, Judah, have as many gods as you have towns. Why do you bring charges against me? You have all rebelled against me, declares the Lord. This is really off topic, but I feel like, is the sound that Rudy Giuliani makes in his private residence. I don't know why I thought of that. I just did. I just really don't want to talk about Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> and like he's ruined penguins for me. <laughs> Have you see how he waddles when he walks? <laughs> it's like a penguin. Anyway. <laughs> I can't. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's continue. Yeah. <laughs> In vain, I punished your people. They did not respond to correction. Your sword has devoured your prophets like a ravenous lion. You of this generation consider the word of the Lord. Have I been a desert to Israel or a land of great darkness? Why do my people say we are free to roam? We will come to you no more. Does a young woman forget her jewelry, a bride, her wedding ornaments? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. And God hasn't forgotten about that. No, because God's like an elephant. He never forgets. In Mm -hmm. fact, I would be surprised if we got up to heaven and God wasn't an elephant. I would be surprised. 
Because elephants never forget. Yeah. Are you sure? He's a pachyderm. Pachyderm? Mm-hmm. Pachy? A pachyderm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Expect it, guys. God's an elephant. Just accept it. Okay. <laughs> How skilled are you at pursuing love? Seems like a personal question. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I can hide in the bushes. They'll never see me. I hide on the limbs sometimes. Almonds are my favorite. You know, I I really want an almond tree. I know this sounds weird, mm-hmm. but like almonds can be used for a lot of shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you do realize that every almond tree comes with a little god that looks at you, right? He stares at you through the window. He's like, I see you. And then at night, he touches your lips. I mean, we have blinds and <laughs> my, locks. My words are in your mouth now. And, and the <laughs> ring doorbell. He's not getting through that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Even the worst of women can learn from your ways. On the, your clothes is found the lifeblood of the innocent poor, though you did not catch them breaking in. Yet in spite of all this, you say I am innocent. He is not angry with me, but I will pass judgment on you because you say I have not sinned. So Israel basically says they're not guilty of doing anything wrong. They haven't sinned against God. Okay. Silly. Yeah. I feel like they're just denying it now. It's like, we haven't done anything. What are you talking about? Get that shit out of here. (laughs) We're not doing nothing. We're not, we're not praying to other gods. Would you fucking get that idol out of here? Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about, God? <laughs> well, uh, so we're going to continue and, and we're going to talk about their allies. You ready? Okay. So God asked them, why do you go about so much changing your ways? You will be disappointed by Egypt as you were by Assyria. You will also leave that place with your hands on your head for the Lord has rejected those you trust and you will not be helped by them. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, And then we're going to talk about Israel a little bit more. If a man divorces his wife and she leaves him and marries another man, should he return to her again? Why would he do that? So like if a a man divorces his wife. And she leaves. And she leaves. He can't. And marries another man. Right. And then they then can't get remarried again after that. He's saying, should he return to her again? I guess the first husband. I mean, I mean, if she's married to another guy, then probably not. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Like how, how much of a mindfuck that would, would that be? It's like he divorced your wife. She goes off. She gets married to another guy. And then the, the other guy comes back around. And he's like, you know what? I made a mistake. I'm taking her back. Come on. <laughs> give her back here. now. <laughs> yeah. This, this little marriage thing is over. I married her first. Were you ready for the next question? Mm-hmm. Would not the land be completely defiled. So they're talking about the the woman's lady parts. What? Because she already fucked another dude. The, <laughs> the, the, this has so much uh, uh, se- uh, w- sexual objectification mm-hmm. in it yeah. that it, it's, I mean, it's literally treating a woman like property. Yeah. And they're saying if, if she goes off with someone else because the first man divorced her, and fuck someone else, the guy shouldn't come back because her her land is defiled. 
I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, as far as I remember in the Old Testament, isn't it as long as he is, uh, she drinks that bitter drink, she's fine. If she drinks the bitter drink and she's fine, but it wasn't. It, if she if she drinks the bitter drink and nothing happens to her, mm-hmm. then she's fine. Oh, okay. but that's that's after infidelity. Oh, not not being remarried after being divorced. Right. Okay, got it. Okay, but uh, let's continue. But you have lived as a prostitute with many lovers. Would you now return to me, declares the Lord? I mean, if that's the kind of relationship you have, I guess. <laughs> Look up to the barren heights and see. Is there any place where you have not been ravished? By the roadside, you sat waiting for lovers. Sat like a nomad in the desert. <laughs> you... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would you be so weird. Hobo ho. <laughs> just somebody sitting in the desert on the off chance somebody walks by them. I was like, hey, 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 a little fucky for five dollars. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> so that's a literal fucky fucky five dollars. Nobody's going to follow us anymore. (laughs) You you have defiled the land with your prostitution and wickedness. Therefore, the showers have been withheld. Oh. Oh, so you don't want the showers to be out and about. Just the growers. Just the growers. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want y'all's big dicks out here. (laughs) And uh, so therefore the shower. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Showers. What do you have on your mind, honey? I'm talking about prostitution and fucking in the desert. What did you? <laughs> so it showers, showers, not showers. <laughs> you have defiled the land with your prostitution and wickedness. Therefore, the showers have been withheld. Showers and no spring rains have fallen. Yeah. <laughs> yet, yet you have the brazen look of a prostitute. You refuse to blush with shame. Have you not just called to me, my father, my friend from my youth? Will you always be angry? Will your wrath continue forever? This is how you talk, but you do all the evil you can. And that's it. That's it for today. That's the very beginning of chapter three in Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to continue Jeremiah uh, next week. And we're going to get a little bit of uh, insight into Judah. They ignore the warnings. Of course they ignore the warnings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're also going to talk a little bit more about Israel and how they confess and how Israel wants to return to God and the conditions upon their return. All right. Um, Judah is called to repent and we still have this boiling pot of Babylon mm-hmm. coming on. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and then Jeremiah does a thing where he questions God. So we're going to have that. We don't know if that turns out good or bad yet, um, but an adversary is coming and we're going to see how that works out. Okay. All right. We're going to have, we're also going to have some false prophets. Awesome. What is the Bible without false prophets? You know, nothing. (laughs) 
All right, heathens. Well, if you like today's podcast and, and Bible study, please let us know down below in the comments. While you're down there, make sure you smash that like button and subscribe if you like this kind of podcast. And remember, it's fine to be a grower and not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. <laughs> Bye, you big dick heathens. <laughs> Bye,